Hi everyone, this is Rami, and we're back with another episode here on Social Enterprise. We have a doctor on this show who's been making a big impact in Detroit. He is Dr. Paul Thomas of Plum Health Care, DPC. He has a dream of changing the notion of healthcare from a plastic card in your wallet to true healing from a healing doctor. What a concept. <laughs> we, uh... I have a lot to say on this topic, and before we get going here, I want to give a big hello and thanks to our listeners in Japan and Sudan and all of these amazing places that you tune in. We appreciate you so much. Now, let's see what Natalie has today for us on the fun fuel. I'm Natalie Hazen, and I'm bringing you this episode's fun fuel. The medicine ball isn't usually the hottest topic of conversation. If you like to exercise and are a gym goer, you may incorporate the medicine ball into your routine. Or perhaps this little dynamo isn't part of your repertoire and you pass by, leaving it sitting on the rack, wondering what to do with it. While there are many ways to use the medicine ball in strength training, according to the website azcentral.com, one of the early uses of medicine balls was around 1000 BC where Persian soldiers used round bladders filled with sand as part of their resistance training. Later on, Navy doctors would tell sailors to throw the balls around the decks of the ships to reduce boredom, avoid seasickness, and improve the overall health of the enlisted men. But it was the United States President, Herbert Hoover, who brought the medicine ball to the attention of the rest of society in 1931 with his new sport called Hoover Ball. When the president's personal physician noticed the president's sedentary lifestyle, he developed a medicine ball throwing game to get him up and moving around. The president and members of his team would throw the sand-filled ball over a net similar to the one used during volleyball games. Big kudos to this physician's creativity to get his patient out and about and active. Like other early games, Hoover Ball may not be played today, but the medicine ball surely has played an important role in many people's overall health. Thanks for listening, and now on to the episode. Well, that was truly a fun fuel fact. <laughs> I love it. So much history of innovation and disruptive strategies all around us. And that's a great segue to my conversation with Dr. Paul Thomas. Let's listen in. Yeah, so we are a family medicine service in southwest Detroit called Plum Health DPC, and the DPC stands for Direct Primary Care. And what that means is that I work with my patients directly, and we don't bill or use insurance, and instead my patients pay me a monthly membership fee to be a part of the practice, kind of like a gym membership, and our service cost is $49 a month for adults and it's $10 a month for kids. And with that, my patients can come in and see me anytime they need me. That's the basic of it. How did you get the idea to start to do this? Well, I heard a podcast in 2012 and I was driving back from a residency interview um, and in, in Minnesota and my friend sent me this text message that said, hey, Paul, there's this guy doing this libertarian concept for medical care, and I think it's right up your alley. My friend's a libertarian, so I gave it a listen, and it sounded like this really great idea, but I thought I wanted to be a 
teacher, like a family medicine doctor who teaches other students and residents. So I kind of filed it in the back of my mind. But then I went to this conference uh, for the Michigan Academy of Family Physicians. There's this really powerful speaker who talked about the value of being a primary care doctor, all the great things that we can do for our patients, and the value of using a membership model to serve our patients. And these two doctors were you know, relentlessly positive and upbeat about the work that they were doing, and it was inspiring. So I did this road trip and visited their practices. One was in Wichita, and that gentleman was Dr. Josh Umber, and one was in um, Denver, Colorado, and his practice was NextEra Health, and that was Dr. Clint Flanagan. So I had really two great mentors, and I drove out, and I took the best of exactly what they were doing, and I brought it back to Detroit, so in short, I stole the idea from some other great thinkers. <laughs> so are you originally from Detroit, or what's your connection to Detroit? Yeah, so I, I was born here, um, and I grew up in Grosse Point, so I've always been in and around the city. Um, and my my family's been in the city for multiple generations, so it's kind of a somewhere I care a lot about and a place that I want to get back to. So when did you officially open for business as Dr. Paul Thomas, DPC in Detroit? Um, November 1st, uh, 2016. And that's a little bit hazy. I know it was November, but <clears throat> I just had some people pre-enrolled. And then one of those people who pre-enrolled for the like idea of Plum Health actually needed something in November. So I started seeing them. And I guess that's the first official time that I've launched. Um, and I was making house calls at that point, and then I established my physical office in January of 2017. At this point, it's about 95% in-office work, and I'll make you know a house call here or there uh, for people who really need it. Yeah, and so what has the response been? Because it's very inexpensive uh, to have your services. It's really uh, disruptive in the healthcare market, yeah. and I mean, and really, I guess I, I hesitate to use the word innovative, but it's just kind of going back to the basics, which is about us as human beings. How has it been received in the Detroit market by your customers? Yeah, I mean, we have, I mean, our customer reviews speak for themselves. We've got a ton of great reviews on Google and Facebook and Yelp, etc. I mean, that's kind of like a you know, a basic layer for that. Um, but, like, it's it's been a really positive reception from community leaders. Like, we won the Motor City Match Award, and we're going to use that money to build out a larger office. We've um, been invited to speak at TEDx Detroit, and that was a really positive response to what we're doing. Um, and I, I think the community has embraced this idea. I think some people might be a little skeptical at first of, like, why don't you take my insurance? But once they get into the practice, once they meet me, once we talk, and once I spend an hour with them to go over their health history and figure out what their concerns are, um, I win people over pretty quickly to the idea of direct primary care. Right. Just because it's always been one way for them doesn't mean it's still the right way to go forward. <laughs> you know. And right. I, I don't think people realize how expensive insurance is to manage for physicians. Yeah. So typically a doctor spends more half or 
two-thirds of their time doing non-patient care activities. And one of those, the biggest activities is billing and coding the medical encounter. So you go in for a visit and you have a 20-minute time slot with your doctor and they might spend eight minutes with you and then use the other 12 to document the visit appropriately and then send it off to the biller. And then that's not where it ends. They have to hire a bunch of billers and coders to double-check their work and then send it off to the insurance company for payment. And if you're lucky, the insurance company will pay you about 60% of what you bill out, right? So, like, let's say you bill for a strep throat visit, which is $140, and you get paid maybe 60% of that, so you're left with about 90 bucks. But then you have to – usually half of your revenue goes to your overhead. You have a really high overhead running a traditional – family medicine office, so you're paying all your billers and coders to do that work. So in short, like, um, doctors are spending a lot of time and a lot of money trying to get paid by insurance companies. So by removing all of that kind of rubbish, let's say, I get to spend all of my time with my patients, and I don't have to send my bill to an insurance company. I just ask my patient to pay me the 50 bucks a month. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. I'm a huge fan of of this bringing bringing the services direct. I love it, eliminating the middleman. Well, what are some yeah. of the things that you're seeing from an impact on people's health? I I'm just really curious to see if more people are uh, stepping up and saying, "I'd like to, I'd like to use." They're more likely to maybe use your services. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the story is that. I've come across the people that I've met are unbelievable. Um, you know, folks who don't have insurance and are scared about what it's going to cost to go in to get something taken care of, and then they sign up for a membership with me after like four, five, ten. I had a guy who came in, um, he was 40, and he hadn't been to the doctor since high school, so like 22 years, uh, not seeing a doctor because he was scared about what it would cost. Right. And so I end up finding a lot of high blood pressure that's been untreated or diabetes that's been untreated, and the person may not even be aware of it because a lot of these diseases or conditions can be silent, and that's a real danger. You know, they call high high blood pressure or hypertension the silent killer because you don't know you have a problem until you might have a heart attack or a stroke. So um, those are, you know, those are tough when you have that conversation like, Listen, your blood pressure has been elevated for God knows how long, and but I'm glad you're here now. Let's take care of it. And then they're surprised to find out that the blood pressure medication that they might need is one cent per pill. So they're spending right. 30 cents a month to manage it now. Gets rid of that whole fear piece. At first, you know, I had a pretty strong, well, I still do, but like I use social media to get out there. I wrote a blog post. I speak at events like TEDx Detroit. Um, I talk to as many bloggers and podcasters as I can. Um, I wrote some opinion pieces to the Detroit News. Um, I got interviewed on Channel 4 WDIV, which was awesome. That really got the word out for us. That was a huge break. Um, so all of those things in combination have led to you know a strong uh, funnel for people to find our practice. And then now that we're up to about 250 members, 
and we've been doing this for a year and a half, word of mouth is starting to play a, a role where people are starting to refer their friends or family and people are really comfortable with the service and enjoy the service. So we're growing in all sorts of ways now. Wow, that's powerful. I think that's pretty encouraging for other services, service providers considering this membership model. That's turned out to work well for you, right? Yeah, it's it's worked great. And I guess somebody asked me about, like, how you've been successful in marketing. So if you're thinking of starting a business or if you want to provide a service to the world, tell people why you're doing it. And for me, my why is that I want to bring affordable, accessible health care to Detroit. And right. that hasn't been here always. It's not routinely available. So when I tell that story, it resonates with people and people want to share it. So if you want to, if you want to do something great, if you have a mission-driven business or a, a charitable organization, get really good at telling your story and, and why it's valuable for people. Yeah, that's such a good word that we can get tangled up in sometimes uh, defending why we're out there and we forget to talk about that powerful why that gets us up in the morning. Right. Yeah. So let's move into something, uh, another angle of your business. You also offer health care services to uh, an entire business, right? Kind of, I would call that almost yes. a commercial offering. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have a few small businesses that have signed up for a service, um, a restaurant, um, a, like an organization that manufactures a product, um, uh, a political campaign, and <clears throat> in total it comes out to about uh, 35 or to 40 employees in total. Um, among those different businesses that we have enrolled. And essentially, their employees are receive the same services that an individual would, but the employer pays for those services. So it's a direct primary care option for small businesses. And it works really well for those companies that are either self-insured or they're, they don't have enough revenue to provide health insurance for all those team members, but they do want to provide some sort of health care because it's the right thing to do. Right. So I'm, I'm happy to help those folks out. Yeah, I mean, that speaks to the health of the business too, right? If they've got healthy employees and they can offer something, uh, right? Traditional health insurance is very expensive for a small employer, and that can right. be almost overwhelming in terms of the cash, monthly cash flow for a small business. Yeah. So this is a great yeah. alternative. Right. So, like, yeah, it's, it's one of the employees at the restaurant cuts their finger and they need stitches, they can call me up and they're right down the street so they can get it done pretty much right away. And it costs $10 for the suture material and the laceration kit or the, the tools that they need to do the job. So the charge for that visit is 10 bucks. Has anyone been upset with you that you're doing it this way? <laughs> well, I get I get a couple people who call in and who are asking me to be their doctor. They're like, "Hey, I saw you a great reviews on Google, like 35 star reviews, and my friend told me about you, and this is awesome." And I'll say something like, "Oh, that's so great! I'm so happy to hear that." Um, before we get started, I just want to make sure that you understand that this is a monthly membership, it's 50 bucks a month, I don't bill or use your insurance. And they're like, well, I have X 
health insurance product. I'm like, okay, that's great. I don't still use that. And they're like, right. what do you mean you don't? Like, why do I have this? And and that's like, that's the most upset anyone will ever get. And I kind of, they either hang up at that point and say, all right, I'm sorry, I didn't understand fully. Or I'll explain to them, you know, there's a difference between health insurance and health care. And health insurance is a financial product to protect you from bankruptcy, like car insurance or home insurance, et cetera. And health care is, is the relationship with the doctor, the somebody that listens to you, understands your concerns, and is able to help you in a holistic, you know, patient-centered way. And and that's what I provide my patients, that holistic approach, the time to listen, the time to care about them. And that's, that's health care. Yes, right. And any other, have you inspired any other physicians to say, hey, gosh, I would consider uh, either joining you or doing something similar? Yes, for sure. So I, I meet with, I meet and talk with a new doctor almost every day. Um, definitely a few times a week. Um, there's a doctor who's going to be starting up in northern Oakland County, kind of under my guidance. There's a doctor who's looking at opening up in Ypsilanti, um, again under my guidance. And then I have a few physicians who are interested in joining my practice. So just kind of evaluating options and growth strategies to make it work in a sustainable way. Um, and then another thing is I, I teach at the medical school at Wayne State, and I also give lectures there. And um, <clears throat> so I'm interacting with students and trying to inspire the next generation of family doctors or internists or pediatricians to do this kind of membership-based practice because I feel like there's a much bigger opportunity for satisfaction and um, the ability to, to give the greatest care possible when you have enough time to deliver that care. Well, I love the idea of you expanding uh, with you at the helm because, um, of course, at some point there's only so many people you can see, but I love this idea that you're teaching some others or attempting to inspire some others. I'm sure you are. You're a great speaker. I've heard you <laughs> speak in public before, oh, and I was you. inspired. <laughs> so I I oh, think um, that's thrilling for for me to hear that you're you're uh, inviting others to participate at the table. I think the world's a better place when we invite others to join up in the train, and it becomes a bigger and bigger impact. How that's um, a good segue to ask about dreaming big. Like, if you were going to let yourself just dream off big with what you know as of today, what could this look like? I think this could look like um, a nation where we kind of get rid of these old notions of what good health care looks like and starting to realize that. It doesn't look like a piece of plastic in our wallet, and it looks like a relationship with someone in our community that's a healer that can listen, that has the time to address your concerns. And my dream is that more and more physicians kind of wake up and, you know, also have the have the courage to step out on their own and to deliver the, the kind of care that they're trained to deliver. And rather than just being told that they only have eight minutes to spend with their patients, um, rather just saying, I get to decide with what I get to do with my time because I'm not beholden to a third-party entity like an insurance company 
or a government payer. Like my patients pay me directly, so I, I'm going to do whatever I can um, to, to serve them in the way that I would want to serve like a family member or a friend. So that's the message that I'm delivering to my physician colleagues. It's like we can do this together and I can give you the tools or I can set you up with a network of other doctors who can help you with the tools as well. Yeah, and it brings back this notion of customer service. <laughs> Puts the, you and the patient on the same side of the table, really. You both gunning for good right. health. Yeah, wow. Right. That's fantastic. Well, I love that. That's a real... Um, I want to make sure we highlight what you said there. Not a piece of plastic in your wallet, but a healer, a courageous healer. That really hit my spirit. That's really big and profound. Well, how would others reach you? Yeah, so plumhealthdpc.com, and that DPC stands for Direct Primary Care. And then we're across the web. Um, Twitter is plumhealthdpc, Instagram, uh, facebook.com slash plumhealthdpc as well. We're on YouTube as plumhealthdpc, et cetera. And then if you ever want to connect with me personally, you can call um, essentially my cell phone, uh, 313-444-5630, and that dials me directly. So that's like our office line, but everything goes through my cell because that's how my patients get a hold of me. So if you have some burning questions that you can't find after looking through my website or watching some of the YouTube videos, um, yeah, give me a ring. We can chat about healthcare 2.0, so to speak. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you again for having me on. Dr. Paul, thank you so much. We all appreciate your courage to do things differently and your heart to be a true healer. If you're in the Detroit area, I would encourage you to reach out to Dr. Paul and learn how he might be able to help you too. For that matter, reach out to us too. We would love to hear from you. Jump over to our website and give us a question in the mailbag at www.bonfiresofsocialenterprise.com or find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Bonfires Podcast. That's B-O-N-F-I-R-E-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Okay, it's time for some music. Today, I have for you another artist brought to you by our friends at Detroit's Assemble Sound. This is The Infatuations with their song, Back Again. Until next time, keep those bonfires burning.
Yeah. 